Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 47 of Swimming Upstream, and we are back after a quite the hiatus. I think our last episode was in January, but uh, minor league season has started, so we are back with you guys for our other first uh, of what we're calling our minor league roundup shows. So me and Danny joining you guys today to recap what we've seen so far as the minor league season has gotten underway um, at the full season level for each of the Marlins minor league affiliates. So on these shows, we'll go through... Just a brief recap of what we're seeing. Guys that have impressed us, guys that have not, guys that have gotten the call, guys that, you know, maybe have gotten the call to the majors as we saw tonight with, with Brian Hoeing and stuff like that. So we'll talk about that as well. But before we get to all of it, uh, I got to bring back in my buddy, Daniel DeVivo, who's on on the verge of actually the day before uh, a vacation over to Spain, but uh, making some time today to join me here on the show to talk about this system so far. So Danny, what's up, man? Man. Um. 2023 huh yeah it's, uh, it's been a while it's been a when that uh, when did we start this 2020 2021 yeah 2021 was our first show it's been really fun and then it, I'm, it's always exciting to come here and and discuss um prospects and the future of that team that we love so much the miami marlins uh <laughs> that provide so many happy, happy moments for us. Um, good thing is they've done better. The big team has done better to start the season than was expected. So that's good. Hopefully, hopefully they continue on that path and and they can inject some of this um, young blood that we discussed during our shows into that team. And hopefully they come up and they contribute um so so yeah um excited excited to to get back on the first year yeah for sure uh seen some good stuff from the marlins they kind of started similarly last year but um you know this year's been been kind of a similar start but for a lot of different reasons but that's the major league team uh, on these shows we talk about the guys that are um that are in-house that the marlins can maybe draw from in the future Starting all the way back with um, the team at the single A level with the Jupiter Hammerheads. Um, and what what have we seen so far from this team this year? Man, um, their record looks okay. I mean, they're on the winning side of the ledger with their record. They're nine and seven. They had a walk-off win tonight. Uh, before tonight, because I haven't gotten the updated numbers yet, but before tonight, the, the 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 offensive side of the ball does not look very good. It's a 645 OPS and a 219 batting average. The pitching side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball looks 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 favorable for the for this squad. Um, as we know, they play in a pit, pretty um, pitcher friendly situation there down there in uh, the Florida State League. But with that said, um, I guess we can get to our our pluses, guys that have impressed us so far from Jupiter, and maybe after that, you know, briefly some guys that that we want to see a little bit more from. So with that said, Danny, I'll let you go ahead on this one first. Um, guys with, with the hammerheads that you have liked so far, I think I know who one of them is going to be, but I'm excited to see what you're going to say after that, but I'll let you go ahead on this. Um, Jupiter, what do you got? I'd say that, um, the two standouts from, from this level, I think, you know, are, are pretty clear for, for both of us. Um, so, so I'd say the hitter is someone who I was actually gunning for for him to start at Beloit because he did impress me last year, even though he's so young. It's Javier Sanoja. Um, 
kid who started at middle infield, but now has been kind of turned into, uh, I don't want to say utility player, but, you know, he's been moved around and, 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 and is now getting a lot of rep, reps in center field, which is, which is good to see. And so he, last year he started, like he was really, they were really aggressive with him, started him Jupiter coming from the DSL and he struggled. Um, so after, I think it was a month or so, they sent him down or maybe a couple months, they sent him down to the FCL and he just tore it up, came back up to, to Jupiter and did well. So I was hoping they would be aggressive with him again. Um, and send him to Beloit, but they decided to to keep him at Jupiter, which is fine. Maybe trying trying him out at the lower level with with uh, different positions, and he's been doing well. Um, let's see, he's a 274 average with a 419 slugging, 732 OPS, which is it's it's, it's fine. It's, it's it's good numbers um, because he is young. You know, he's still pretty young. So I'd say that that's my, my number one guy. I mean, for this level, I think we had the, like, I think we probably have the yeah, same, yeah. same dude. So fair. I could just, um, I could just uh, corroborate what you just said about, about Sanoya. Um, this guy, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sanoha. Where's Sanoha. Sorry. This yeah, is what yeah. I'm going to make you like a Latin guru. Yeah. I'll, I'll get it down by, by, by like maybe <laughs> next year. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Sanoha. Um, yeah, this guy's, this guy's been impressive, man. Still just 20 years old. Um, you know, limits the case. It's only like a nine and a half carry. So under 10%, I would say you want to see the walks come up a little bit more. He's only at like a 6% walk rate, which is kind of low. Um, you know, so, but yeah, it doesn't strike out a lot. It's a neutralized BABIP of right around 300. Um, I kind of want to see more in the way of his contact consistency and the way that he impacts the baseball. Of course, that's kind of hard to do down here by the beach in Paw Beach County. Um, in Jupiter, but man, uh, doesn't strike out a lot and he's 20 years old and there's, there's tons of time for this guy to prove that, um, that he can, he can come by even more improvement than what we've seen. I agree with you. I, I would say for a lot of these guys at Jupiter, um, you know, it, I, I kind of wanted to see more challenge, uh, from this level, maybe up to, um, to Beloit. Um, you know, there's also some guys that I wanted to see from the FCL and even DSL challenged up to Jupiter, which didn't happen. The Marlins are kind of taking their time, kind of see some older players hanging out here in Jupiter with Latrell and Montgomery and a couple of those guys that were drafted. Um, but yeah, no, this is a young kid. Um, I think it's fine as well that he went back to Jupiter to continue to show um, some improvement, especially like you said, moving to new positions and stuff like that. So no, this guy, this guy's exciting, man. It's definitely a guy that can, um, that can continue to improve and, and become something more than a prospect that nobody talks about. I, I think this guy can turn himself into something and maybe even crack a top 30 someday. That would be exciting. Yeah, no, regarding what you said about the aggressiveness, this year, surprisingly, I think, the Marlins weren't aggressive. Oh, not anymore. at all. Yeah. It was like, uh, we couldn't think of one player no. who we said. Giddy is like the only one. Like, that's right. it. So Maybe, right. But like he, he already showed solid stuff in Jupiter yeah. so I wouldn't say it's a surprise it's just you know maybe we're a 50 50 on yeah. on, the, on where he would start I I I, uh, I was pretty I was maybe 60 40 that he was starting Beloit yeah. yeah there weren't like any other players that we were like yeah this he's probably starting in Jupiter and then yeah. went to Beloit or he was probably starting in Pensacola and went to um, Jacksonville just no one which is surprising not even on the pitching side 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I expected more challenge. I also expected more guys that are in double A to start a triple A, but we'll get there in a second. Um, talk about pitchers. You just talked about the pitching side. I think the other guy we have is Jacob Miller. Um, this guy's been really good for Jupiter. Um, undersized dude. Um, you know, not the biggest guy in the world, not one of these six four, six five, six six Yuri Perez or tall, super tall pitchers that the Marlins are grooming, but um, a guy that's got a, a decent four pitch mix. He's got pretty good velo. I saw him up to 96 in camp. Um, showed pretty well against older competition there as well, pitching against like double A, triple A guys. Um, best pitch is probably his curveball. Uh, he's got some good spin, spin rate on that. Adds in slider, change up. Needs some polish, I think, on those pitches overall, but they're improving. Um, good stuff. I think he just needs a better overall feel for it and just staying closer to the strike zone um, with his command consistency. Um, but yeah, I think confidence building is key for this pitcher and he's getting it right now. So I've liked Miller. I agree. And it's exciting to see because he has the pedigree, you know, uh, second round, second round uh, of the, of the draft. And it, it's fun to see when players they invest on show what, what, you know, they were dreaming of. Yeah. Right. And still very young is his, Measurables on Statcast look pretty cool, um, so so it's, it's definitely good to see, and it's it's some solid numbers, solid numbers from him. Um, I'm loving that that whip at zero point seventy seven. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 great to see. Um, see, he's getting his strikeouts. It's it's exciting. Let's see let's see how how he does. Let me give you a sweeper here. Yeah, no, for sure. This guy's been this guy's been pretty solid so far. Um, we can no, 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 say he's definitely not a sleeper. I was gonna say, let me give you a. Let, let oh, give, give us a sleeper. sleeper. Yeah, 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 no, go ahead. He is yeah, definitely give, not give a sleeper. sleeper. No, he, I was gonna say, I was like, wait, <laughs> I was drafting pretty high. Anyways, get, get, give me a sleeper. Yeah, go ahead. Um, someone who has been a lower levels forever and has actually appeared in some prospect lists. And, but he has never shown anything. Um, who has had a nice start? He hasn't had as many at bats as as others on the team. Um, but Cristian Rodriguez, he um, you know only only maybe like 60 percent of the at bats of, of the guys who played like Sanoha, for example, or, or McCants. But finally, after so many years with you know the most horrible imagined OPSs and then and, and results, you know, so 600 OPS, 500 OPS last year. This year he had a solid start, you know, which we just, we haven't even seen that from him. Um, with a 355 average, 394 OBP, 484 slugging, 878 OPS. Uh, that's that's good to see. It's not a prospect who, who we expect much from. Um, personally, he's out of my top 100 but that's why I say he's a sleeper and he has a body um, to hopefully develop maybe some power. Um, six one, he, he plays shortstop third base. Um, I think he's being used a little bit first base as well. So yeah, there's, there's a, a sleeper for you. Yeah. He's interesting. Um, I mean, dude was a, a pipeline top 30 of, you know, a couple, I think what, as early as like last year, I think he was, he was like at the end of last year, he's like in the pipeline top 30 and me and Danny are like, no knock on pipeline. Me and Danny are like, we just don't see it. Uh, there's so much swing and miss. Like in 2022, he had a 123 31 KBB, which is super, super high. 
Um, but no, this year he's gotten off to a, a great start. He had a walk-off hit tonight, which um, which was good for this team, um, this Jupiter team. But he's just shuffled around back and forth between like, you know, these Jupiter facilities between, you know, the big field and, and the FCL. Um, just hasn't shown a lot, but he's kind of starting to show up. And like Danny said, he can play multiple positions as well. So uh, maybe something to look for uh, for him. Uh, still just 21 as well. So um, a lot of time. Um, that's the thing with these with these with these prospects that we talk about that if you've heard the name for a while, but they're really still always so they're really still just so young. So um, something to keep an eye on as well um, when it comes to overall development of these younger kids. But yeah, no, he's gotten off to a good start and that's a good sleeper pick. I would agree with that. Maybe um, one more, maybe on the pitch yeah. side, you, you got someone else you want to go? Uh, the only other one I had on this side was an, was an older guy, and, and it was a position player. It was Harrison Spawn, mm. but he's very old for this level. Um, he's gotten off to a good start. He spent time at other levels as well um, last year. Um, but this is a draft kid that I, I would expect to get pushed quickly. But the fact that he's not getting pushed, I don't know. It kind of it kind of limits me in, th- in you know when I think, right. fully go and think about it. Do the Marlins really see it in him? why is he at single a so um yeah you see the numbers are great but um when you think about it it's like oh maybe they just don't see it exactly exactly it's always like for example the the jd or conundrum right yeah he he always (laughs) providing results but the team the team just moves him around and benches him so you yeah like he has he has it but the team doesn't doesn't see it so how high can you rank him um the other guy i was going to mention even though he's a reliever he has been, he has looked really nasty and not really old for the level, maybe a little bit. Is you, you got to help me with this email, with this last name. I helped you with Sonoha. Cole Kershiper. There you go. You got it. Cole Kershiper. I got yeah. it. Let's go. Yep. Um, Kershiper, man, he was drafted last year. So he's 22. He'll be 22 the whole season. And he's pitched nine innings, uh, 193 ERA, 0.96 whip. 15 strikeouts in, in, in those nine innings, um, only three walks. So, so yeah, I mean, it's someone I want to keep my, 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 um, you know, my eyes on. He's a uh, short, a little bit uh, small for, for, you know, for to be a reliever, reliever to be a pitcher, but he's a, he's a lefty, which is great to see as well. 5'11". Um, and he's been impressive. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, bullpen guys and guys that don't pitch a, a full sample of innings, I, I kind of temper my expectations yeah. because it is Jupiter and it's it's very easy to pitch here. Uh, no knock on Cole because he's been good so far, but um, I kind of temper my expectations in the smaller sample, but we'll see what happens um, with right. him. Right. What uh, I do normally is when I'm looking at these types of things, I highlight the guys who look whose results at least look different yeah. than than the others, right? So they're right. they're all playing in the same um you know conditions. Same place, and yeah. it's yeah. right. If someone has the whip down and ERA down but also striking out a lot, not walking, and it's different from the other guys on the team, that's when I kind of, you know, bring him up. But but you're definitely right on the sample size. You know, like uh, he has a bad inning, three runs, yeah. you know, six Get guys on base, yeah. that's it. You know, the numbers <laughs> are done. Yeah, for, for a while. Speaking of inflated numbers, let's get to our um could be going better guys. I guess you could say, um, the main one for me, Danny, is um is Carson Milbrandt. Um, you know this guy was drafted pretty high, uh, third round in twenty twenty two. 
um, out of high school. Uh, so he's still a young kid. He's just 19 years old, but man, these, these early results for him are, are, are pretty, 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 uh, pretty egregious. I would say it's only three games. Of course, you know, this is the level where you, you know, guys go to improve and this is one of the younger levels on the team in the organization, uh, through 13 innings, he has a, uh, very inflated 7.62 ERA, um, also has, uh, let's see a 10 11 KBB. So he's walked more guys than he struck out. Um, so he's putting guys on base for free 196 batting average against 1.54 whip. Um, yeah, this guy just, uh, he's really struggled out of the gate this year. Uh, it's a six two one ninety uh, specimen. So he's not, again, just more that average size guy, I guess you could say, um, doesn't really have the deception of the natural deception to him of size. Um, so this guy's going to have to show quite a bit um, to live up to third round potential. Not that he can't do it, but um, hasn't done it so far. But like I said, still just very young. So Danny, your thoughts on, I think we probably had this, both had this guy as well, but thoughts on Milbrandt so far. Right, right. Um, so just like we said with Curse Hyper, it, it's also a sample size. Yeah, Obviously, it hasn't looked great. And we're just talking first month here. So obviously take this with a grain of salt. Um, but but yeah, I mean, his his result to start his career, I think he pitched maybe like two innings or something yeah. last year. Haven't been great, but, you know, he's, you know, 19 years old. And at that age, you're just learning. What I'm kind of looking more um, kind of concentrating on with, with him and, and thanks to the beautiful um, Florida State League, uh, you know, measurables, that cast is his stuff, right? I, yeah. I want to see, obviously he's not controlling, um, he's not controlling his, his, his pitches. You know, we can see by the walk and probably not commanding commanding them as much um with as you can see with the case but i love the stuff i mean that's a 97.1 max uh sinker you know that if you really start developing that and that's why he's so high and on list you know from the start he's, he's been on most lists he's been kind of the same level as jacob miller even, even though jacob miller um had a, a higher pedigree and that's because his stuff is is like looks really good. Uh, a couple of breaking balls. He does have a changeup, um, and, and that sinker. That that sinker is probably going to be. I'm just you know looking at it. Uh, it it's probably going to be a really good pitch for him moving forward. But yeah, no. For now, he has definitely disappointed on the position player side. Um, has to be, has to be uh, Ian Lewis. Yeah. And Lewis, um, I was hoping he would destroy this level at this point because I was hoping he would also start at Beloit, but I understood when, when they left him at Jupiter and, and results have been pretty disappointing. Um, striking out a lot, uh, 177 average, 250 OBP, um, barely over 500 OPS. So... I really want him to pick it up because he is definitely a, um, you know, a, a prospect who everyone's been high on for a couple of years now um, yeah. out of the, out of off the field for a few reasons, but until now, but now that he is getting consistency, we want to see that bat come alive. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's just light contact. Like you said, um, when he's gotten on base, he's done well, five steals already so far. Um, strikeouts to walks is not terrible. Um, 17, six for the KBB. Um, but yeah, just consistency of contact here has not been, not been his strong suit with a 508 OPS. So yeah, it's a hard place to hit. Yeah. He's still such a young kid, but you eventually kind of want to see the bat come alive. Like you said, Danny. So hopefully we see that from Ian. Um, you know, uh, definitely not out of the question. This guy's tooled up, um, just really needs to come by more consistent, hard contact. And I think that'll do him well. I don't think any of us expect him to be a guy who is, um, going to hit for a insurmountable amount of power, uh, with his build and just how he projects. But, um, no, this is a guy, if he can, if he can start to get on base consistently, it's a, it's a prospect to watch. I am still pretty high on him. Um, I would still have him probably inside of my top 10, honestly, um, just because of the projection that he has with his ability to get on base and steal bases and field pretty well uh, within the infield too. Um, I think I think he could definitely stick at shortstop. So this guy's good. Um, still such a young kid. He's also 20 years old. So these are the guys that we look at in Jupiter and we're like, hey, yeah, uh, they haven't gotten off to a fast start, but we just want to see the improvement and we want to see the projection come out. So yeah, see what happens. Jazz calls this guy. I think Jazz has said it a couple of times that he thinks Ian could be better than him. So yeah. if that comes yeah, to fruition, yeah. then we'll see what happens. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely has a, a pedigree to live up to, like like Danny said, but I think I don't think it's out of the question at all. So that that's Jupiter. I think we'll move on from there um, and go to our friends with the Sky Carp. Um, this team from the outset, Danny, was like the team to really look at. And I think we all agreed on this on uh, on Eli Shaw and Fishripes that like this is the um, this is the the level to really watch. So there's a lot to watch here. There has been a lot to watch here, but we're going to also put it to two and two. Uh, two guys that have impressed us and two guys that have not impressed us so far at this level. I'm going to let you go first with this. So go ahead, guys that have impressed you with um, with Beloit. Yeah, this was easy. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, for teeing it up for me. Um, Yidika Batman. Yeah. I mean, that's exciting. That's exciting to see because uh, it's been a – with hitters, right? With hitters, it's been a struggle for us prospect lovers. Um, hitters haven't been panning out as we've hoped. And of course, Easy is only halfway there. You know, he's still in high A. But uh, you know, we 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 um, draft these high pedigree guys, and either we choose wrong or we've developed it wrong. We developed them wrong up to this point. And it's a big reason why the Marlins are so behind in their in their in their dreamed results. Because you know couldn't they haven't been able to develop hitters. And so seeing Yidi, you know, be as young as he is and hitting as good as he is and friggin' 30, 40 degree weather, right? When you, when he's a Cuban, um, is so great to see. 310 average, the slash is 310, 364, 534. Slugging is also there. Yeah. Um, that's an over 200 uh, ISO, which is just beautiful to see. 900 OPS. Um, he can steal bases. He can play the field. He's got an arm. Um, he's, striking out a little bit more than he's accustomed to, but, you know, he'll, he'll bring that down because he puts the bat on the ball. He always has. His question had always been, will he develop the power? And that's why I mentioned that that ISO 
is 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 so good to see. So yeah, Yeezy Cafe is one hundred percent my guy. Um, who's impressed? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, almost two and a half years younger than his average competition. He's one of the youngest guys in his league in the in the Midwest League with uh with Beloit and playing in a completely unknown place in weather that he may not have ever seen before with uh with with 40 35 degree weather and this early in the season in that situation that he is in it's just such a quiet approach and advanced plate vision for him um sees the ball really well he can hit it to all fields gets a little pull happy at times but i i do believe that he can go to all fields um yeah man this guy is is super super good it's the one guy that we did call out that like we said we were kind of 50 50 on is he going to go up or is he going to stay in jupiter um, they put him up in, in single way advanced and he has not disappointed on both sides of the ball. Um, this guy's been, been super good. And like Danny said, the Marlins have had so many issues developing offense. I think this is a one guy that you can look at and have pretty good confidence in that. This is a guy that can make it, they can make it stick with the, with the bat, uh, as long as he just keeps on the current trajectory that he's on. So really, really good. I love this guy. Definitely. I would say the best um offensive talent the best offensive talent in the marlins minor league system right now is getting to pay um and this is going to be a fun guy to watch who else you got well do i have um i think my other guy let's go to the to the pitching side is um fitterer who yeah. just called just got called up to double a which was awesome to see yeah um and he didn't have like a spotless uh, month. He in three starts, you know, he pitched 16 innings, um, struck out 18. You know, he did walk more than than you'd like to see, but he he showed the stuff and he showed you know much better results and composure than what he showed last year because he was repeating the level. The Marlins, I think, saw what they wanted to see and said, okay, that's it. Let's, let's move you up to double A. So I guess it's not that he impressed me that much. It's just just wanted to mention um, how, you know, how positive it is to, to see him, um, you know, do what he's supposed to do. Because I've always been high on him. Everything that I've heard from scouts is, is that he has the stuff. So I do want to see him kind of control his pitches at double A, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, no, uh, like you said, um, it's just the health that needs to permeate for him. Um, it was a full year last year um, with, with Beloit. Um, three fairly good starts, I would say, with Beloit this year, and they um, they decided to get him out of that cold weather that we just talked about and bring him to Pensacola, and we'll see what he does. Um, there was an underperforming pitcher for Pensacola, Zach King, um, and he got his spot, which I think is deserved. Um, but yeah, it's going to be another young kid that did get this challenge, not to start the year, but he now got this challenge up to double A. Um, that rotation, I mean, I haven't done the math, but that rotation has got to be one of the youngest in, in my in minor league baseball at the level that they're playing at with Yuri Dax and now okay. Fitterer. So um, yeah, pretty fun stuff up there in Pensacola, which we'll get to in a second. I'll have a sleeper to call out. Uh, you had a sleeper last time, Danny. I'll call one out this mm-hmm. time. And you may have to help me with the name. I think I got it. Emmanuel Mariñez. Yes. Ooh, ooh, that's very close. Um, <laughs> you, I, I think people. I've never known if he has the Mariñez, the the Anya in the last name. 
but I've always had Marinas too. But yeah. no, no any on the first one. Yeah. That's just a normal, a normal end. So yeah. in Manol, in Manol, in Manol, Marinas. Okay, we're learning that's together. A, yeah, we're that's learning a rare, together. rare name, even even in Spanish. I can assure you, in Manol, Marinas. I think we need Danny to write like the pronunciation guides from now on <laughs> for all of these levels because uh, he's got it down. Anyways, in Manol, Marinas. Um, this guy. Um. Man, encouraging stuff. This was a high-money guy back in 2017. Um, the number 12 international prospect that the Marlins signed that year. Just turned 22 years old. And I, I really think he's starting to show that he can make that investment pay off. Um, there's a couple things to this guy. He already has five doubles. Um, he's got six RBIs. Um, the only thing to this guy is it's been a little bit too much swing and miss for my liking. 15 strikeouts to just three walks. Batting average is really good, 273. The on-base is eh, just over 300, which isn't great. The power numbers are okay, 386. As we know, Beloit is not easy to hit in, especially in these cold-weather months. So maybe as the uh, the warmer weather gets there to Beloit, he'll be even better. Uh, plays multiple positions. Not the biggest guy in the world, 5'11", 190 at age 22. But, man, um, there's a reason that the Marlins spent as much money on this guy as they did. Uh, and I think he's started to show it. Um, it's another guy that hits to all fields. And the fact that he's getting it done again, another guy like Capay getting it done in this situation, in this setting, um, that's not something that you just look at and say that that's nothing. So um, yeah, this is a guy that that um, that you look at and you see what the Marlins spent, you see what he could possibly do. The their overall profile is there to play multiple positions, including second base, third base. Um, so yeah, um, this is a guy to really watch as the season goes along. He's gotten off to a, a pretty good start, all things considered. So that's my sleeper pick. Um, all right. So with that, we'll go to before that, before yeah. that, we, yeah, you know, the people are clamoring. Kalia Watson. Yeah. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? I love what I saw to begin the season. Of course, it's only four games, 10 mm-hmm. at bats. Yeah. Uh, you know, three, 300 average, 500 OBP, 600 slugging, obviously 10 yeah. at bats. doesn't matter, but it looked different. And yeah. I'm glad to see that he's not, he still hasn't been put on the IL hoping yeah. that it's nothing serious. So yeah. what's, what's your take there? Yeah, no, like you said, 300 with a 1.100 OPS. He's also made some really good plays in the field as well um, as their, as their shorts up uh, for uh, for the sky cart before he, um, he got injured. Uh, the, the, the thing was that he got injured. Um, he kind of screwed the ankle up and then it was on a fielding play. He was in foul ground. He went to catch the ball and he kind of twisted his ankle and then they took him out, I think, for a game, and they put him back in. And then he made a, another play back on his heels at shortstop and just just went to the ground. Um, from what I hear, it's it's high ankle sprain. Um, he's been out for, geez, I don't even know how many games now, but he hasn't been back in since then. I think April 10th was his last game, and we're now at April 5th, 25th. So that's 15 days. Yeah, um, yeah the so, guys who play every game have sixteen have played 16 games, and he played four. So, yeah, yeah around, around so, 12 games. Yeah. So um, he's been out for about 12 games. Of course, got to factor in the off days as well. Um, man, we've seen some good defense from this guy, though. Um, like I said, those two plays and then a, a couple of others as well. Like the first play they got hurt on was a jump throw. Um, got off. The only thing I'll say, Danny, is that he got off to a similar start in a new league in 2021. And we saw what happened with that. Is this year different? Why is it different? Um, I would say that I think he came to camp with a much more understandable mindset. Um, he was more of a sponge. He was more, um, you know, around guys asking more questions, um, really just getting in there and getting to like really down to what he needs to do to succeed as a player. So I really saw a lot of improvement in camp with his attitude. 
um, and with what he was doing with the mental side of ball as well, which is very encouraging for a player like this who went through a lot of struggles there last year. So um, yeah, man, as long as this guy stays healthy and gets back healthy from this injury that's nagging him right now, um, this is definitely going to be another guy that has a very, very high ceiling. Uh, he's just got to put it all together. So we'll see when he comes back. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to even speculate on the time frame. Um, these things can be different from athlete to athlete. So we'll see what happens. Um, from what you said, though, and from what we know, um, we don't think it's going to be an IL stint. Um, but we just got to see when he gets back and what what he does um, after he gets there. So, yeah, but yeah, very encouraging start again from Khalil. So, yeah, that's that's Khalil. Um, hope that answered some questions about him. Um, what about the not good? We could be brief on this, Danny. What about the guys that that you think have not gotten off to a good start? I think we know who one of them is going to be, but I'll let you go ahead. Uh, yeah. Um, main guy has to be uh, Jacob Berry. Yeah. Um, what to say about Jacob Berry? We're still waiting. I still feel it's unfair to... I know, I know. <laughs> Look at anybody who was drafted after him. Um, Zach Neto is literally playing for the Angels right now and yep. doing a solid job. Yeah. So uh, it is a tough look, but forgetting that and forgetting Brooks Lee going crazy, also hitting, um, and just concentrating on the player, concentrating on the kid, you know, his results have, have been, haven't been good. Uh, simple as that. But again, you know, long season, uh, long college season last year, uh, mediocre results. This season, we know how crazy the temperature is. It doesn't affect some guys. Like it's not affecting Yidi, of course. Um, but yeah, it may be affecting him. So first month, I'll give a pass to anyone hitting in, in, in this league, in this team. But if we're going to talk about a position player who has uh, disappointed, yeah, has to be buried. Yeah, it's just a swing and miss, man. Um, 23 to 2 KBB, just two walks and 23 strikeouts for Jacob Berry to go along with a 164 batting average, a 188 on base percentage, and a 299 slugging. Has not looked good for this player so far. Um, his defense has also not been very good either. Um, I, I would, I, I would, and this is a take that I will give. I would be very surprised if the Marlins continue to cling to his future at their base. Um, you know, you see the hit tool, you want to make the hit tool succeed. That was what you drafted him for. You're just giving him extra stress by continuing to play him in a position where he's not succeeding at, put him at an easier position, first base, left field, wherever you want to put him and see what happens with that. Saw him walking around with a first base glove in camp as well. So, you know, I don't think it's too far out of the question, but yeah, um, it has not been good for Barry. I mean, people that are, that are very critical of the Marlins draft strategy in recent years. I mean, this is their main reason they point to, and you can't argue against it, but like Danny said, it's a, it's a long season. Um, you know, it's cold weather. Um, we don't want to make that excuse or anything because this has not been good for him, but let's see what happens as we go. Um, I would expect him to stick at this level for a bit though. So that's, that's Jacob Berry. Um, the other one I can point to Danny um, that I will say, and this will be my, the second guy, cause I had Barry. And then this one other guy is Joe Mack. Um, Joe Mack has also been very, very absent with the bat. Um, similar KBB 21 to seven, 175 batting average, 288, 193 slugging. 
Um, man, just one extra base hit so far. Um, this was a guy who was coming out, coming out of uh of the draft, coming out of, of high school, kind of being lauded for his ability to hit as a catcher. Just haven't seen it yet, man. Um, again, it's a um it's a guy that grew up in cold weather too, so you can't even make that excuse, honestly. He grew up in New York, so you can't even really make that excuse for him, uh, if it's an excuse at all. So yeah, I mean, for such a high draft pick, we know what he can do with defense. He receives pretty well. But man, um, the offense just has not been there for Joe Mack. Um, that's what I can say for him. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I agree. Of course, I agree. Um, it's catcher with catchers. It's so hard um, to really just add it to everything that you said. It's also, you know, how old is, is Mac? Um, 2021? He's 20. Yeah. So he's 20 years he's old. 20. Yeah. So right now he's as a catcher, you know, he's going through all of this, not just, and we talked about it with Banfield. We use that as an excuse for Banfield for a while. And even though he was so good at fielder fielding, but, but yeah, I mean, you just have to bring that up as well. He's a main catcher at um, being this young at high A. And he needs to manage all of his pitchers and he needs to practice his blocking. He needs to practice his receiving, throwing mm -hmm. everything. And apart from that, maintain, um, you know, maintain a, a, the, the results with the bat. And of course, you know, we'd want to see it because we see other catchers who do. Um, but with catchers, I also, I, that's also, uh, that's a position that I, wait to judge um but you're absolutely right right now the bat has been 100 a disappointment like i look at the box score every night and it's always over three over four one for four yeah um, it's it's so, high school catchers too i mean you just oh, i mean you look at the you look at the recent history with the marlins especially with high school catchers with banfield and others and man you just hope he's just not falling into the same pattern so um yeah uh when you see those numbers though for a catcher out of high school and you know what the Marlins have done in the draft previously. It's kind of like, ooh, <laughs> you know, you got to just like, like turn the other way, I guess. But yeah, like you said, um, still such a young kid, 20 years old. Um, see what he does, man. Um, it's going to be another name to follow throughout the year. See if you can bring it back up. Um, that's Beloit. Um, let's, let's go up to our friends with the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, who are off to a six and 10 start. Um, before tonight, they had a 252 batting average, which was leading. Uh, the league in the Southern League, defending champs, and a 755 OPS, which was second um, in the uh, Southern League as well. Off to a, a pretty decent start, I would say, for this team. Definitely been some good and some bad, so let's get to this. Um, I think we probably also have the same guys here, but I'm going to let you go first again. Uh, who do you got that has impressed you with the Wahoos here in <laughs> you, 2023? You go first. I started. I started. All right, all right, all right. I, I know we're, we're both going to say, but I think, yeah, I think it's fair. I got you. So, man, I mean, this is a team that brought back a lot of guys from from 2022 when they had such success, of course, and won this uh, won this title uh, last year. And, man, we asked Kevin Randall about about it. You know, personally, I was kind of surprised that some of these guys didn't go up. You know what the Marlins are doing at the AAA level, which we'll get to in a second. But a lot of these guys are back. Um, one guy though, that is new to this level that I think me and Danny probably both have here is Victor Mesa Jr. Um, Victor Mesa Jr. Had a fantastic spring training camp. I thought that he had the best swings in all of spring training. 
um, that was on the minor league side of the ball. Um, even over Khalil Watson, I thought this guy swings were better than Khalil Watson. Um, consistently hitting the ball hard, consistently going to all fields and holding it down as best as he can in center field, which I think he can definitely do. Um, maybe a better fit for the corners long-term, but I think he can definitely do it in center field. So man, it's 323, 354, 532. Um, the only thing here to really look at and say, okay, this guy needs to improve it is the swing and miss and maybe the vision a little bit, 17 to three KDB. But man, if he's impacting the ball like he has, you can definitely overlook that. Thirty has two triples, six doubles, a home run. He hit for a cycle in order. Like this guy is just, mm-hmm. just so good so far, man. Um, and all at the double A level, which is the hardest jump to make. So I'm really intrigued by this guy, the younger brother of the high price tag of the deal that got them here. But man, he's really starting to show that man. Maybe this was the prize of that of that signing package. I guess you can say. What I would say for him as well is he's really calmed it down mentally. When he first got here, he was, I always talk about it. He was this wide-eyed kid that was asking people to take his picture and all this other stuff. Um, still has fun, still knows how to have the fun side of the game around him. I think Kevin Randall also said that he's kind of boisterous in the clubhouse and stuff, but that that's just having fun as a baseball player. So really calmed it down, really kind of honed in on what he needs to do to succeed. And that's really what he's showing. Also had a walk-off home run in spring training too, by the way. So uh, man, this guy's been been so good ever since camp started. And he's really, really starting to impress me, continuing to impress me in double A. So Mesa Jr., my main guy. Yeah, I'm really excited about VMJ. Um, we always knew he hit the ball hard because we had the stat cast information from, from 2021. Um, and I had him as a breakout guy last year, but for whatever reason, it didn't really happen to him. It didn't really click. So it's so cool to see it happen this year to start. Um, yeah. So, so you, you said pretty much everything I, w- I would have said from him and that could be another, um, young hitter that pans out for the Marlins. That'd be awesome. Because yeah. he, he, he can also do it on the field and we do need center fielders. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, my other guy uh, that we may we may agree on as well is is Patrick Monteverde, um, yeah. who has been absolutely fantastic as well. Six two, two hundred, uh, left handed arm um, on the hill. This guy's been even though he doesn't have that great a size behind him. Like I said, just just six two doesn't really throw from that high arm slot. But man, this guy has created deception in just his mix of pitches, and it's really starting to to show for him uh, in his 19 innings so far, it is a 0.47 ERA. Wow. It's crazy. Just one earned run so far in 19 innings pitched uh, 29 strikeouts and two walks. Hitters are only, I put it on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Sorry for interrupting. I put it on Twitter. Yeah. That yeah. one run. Yeah. One run. A bloop. Right, it was a bloop yeah. that somehow ended up – the guy ended up at third base. Yep. And then he stole home. Yep. That was the run that he yeah. gave up. He yeah. Has oh, 11 strikeouts, 8 strikeouts, 10 strikeouts with two walks total mixed in over that span. This guy's looked so good um, and just, just out of nowhere. I mean, honestly, um, you know, this was a was a uh, was an eighth-round pick um, out of Texas Tech. So, you know uh, – it's, it's just kind of unforeseen that a guy could just come out of nowhere and go from, you know, what he did, you know, last year, which was also pretty good, but not nearly as dominant as what he's doing this year. Got in a full season last year, 
Um, the, the control numbers were still good, 122 to 32 KBB. Um, but just the, I think the stuff just really ticked up for him in camp. Not a guy that there was high velo at all. It's like 92, 93 max. But man, he's got this really good mix of pitches between slider, curveball, changeup. Can really, 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 really fool guys um, just from this this ability to select pitches and locate them extremely well and mm-hmm. limit his walks um, and just miss bats. So this is an intriguing arm, man. I'm really, really excited about this guy as kind of that underdog out of nowhere guy um, that we kind of had mid pack, I think top 100. And man, I think he's going to be flying up next time we update. <laughs> yeah, spring training I had him 43, right yeah. around with MD Johnson. Yeah. Um, and probably, probably Zach Kings around here too. And he just completely ate them up. Um, you know, he, he'll be, he'll easily be in the you know, 15, 20 range, uh, in my, my next update. And by the way, <clears throat> you say eighth round, Alex, this isn't like an eighth round, you know, close to, to second, third round. This is a typical pick that, you know, the teams make to to get their budgets straight by the 10th round yeah so he's like if, if there weren't any any restrictions with the money that he received forty thousand bucks we're talking about like an 18th 19th rounder so the pedigree was as low as as, as you can think um and i i read uh, the herald's <clears throat> article today with Edgar Crespo uh developments big development Die for the Marlins, calling, you know, comparing him to Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, that would be <laughs> amazing. That's a win in the eighth round. You take it. If we can take get Mondeverde um, so, to yeah to uh, give us those kinds of results. Can you imagine that? And yeah. honestly, I see him close. I mean, right now with everybody getting injured, you know, like knock on wood, Sandy's all right, but Trevor out, Cueto out, Cabrera slipping every three pitches. You know, it's a Monteverde could be, I don't know, next guy up, but I 100%, well, he's 25 already. I 100% bring him up before I bring up guys like Chi Chi. Yeah. Or, um, you know, whoever else is in that yeah. rotation. Yeah. Especially yeah. on a team that wants to compete. So, like there's, there's little invested. Um, why not? Like, why not bring this guy up and see what he's got? Just, just throw him into it. He's, he was thrown into, into double A this year. He's doing very well so far. I would much rather see him, uh, no knock on these other guys, but I'd much rather see him over these more replacement level guys, especially on a team that really wants to show they want to compete. So yeah, exactly. I, I don't, I don't, this, um, don't disagree. Yeah, this is the type of pitcher you bring up, even though they may not be there yet because they live on the zone. They live in yeah. the zone, the strike yeah. zone. You know, like you, you'd, you'd hesitate even if they were doing well with guys who are effectively wild or something because they may not find the plate and this, this isn't that type of pitcher. So I think he would be a great candidate to come up. Uh, my main guy is Nassim Nunez. Yeah. This is so awesome to see with, with Nassim in the lower level. Yes. Like he always got on base, but you all, we all had that little, um, not a worry, but it was suspicion that he, his strike zone is so small that maybe it's just lower level pitchers not being able to spot it. Yeah. Well, he's in double A now and he sports a 411 OPP in his, in his first month. That's elite. That is great to see. And two home runs. Nassim Nunez 
has hit two home runs in, in 16 games. That it, I definitely did not expect. Of course, he has eight, his eight stolen bases and his crazy um, skills on the field. So if the bat comes around, this is an chromatic major leaguer. Um, it's it's a it's 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 really it's really great to see. Um, so the the home runs, I want to know how lucky they are because it's zero doubles, <laughs> zero triples, <laughs> yeah, just two home runs. So that's definitely. Um, you know, kind of marking up his his uh, slugging, but I, w- I want to see. I want to see what happens, even if it's you know just doubles that he stopped hit balls that because of his speed he turns into doubles. I don't care. I don't care how the double comes, but um, he's turning little by little into a complete baseball player, and it's and it's awesome to see. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, this guy really impressed in camp as well. Um, it's another guy that was getting in there kind of regularly as a, as an invitee. Um, Skip was also impressed with him. Like, even though he's this more lanky guy still, um, Skip even said, like, he, just, he has strengths that you just don't see. He's got that wiry kind of strength. He's kind of showed it um, with two home runs so far. That doubles his career total already this year. That doubles the career total for Nassim Nunez mm-hmm. home runs. He had two in his career um, before this year, and he has two this year. So uh, he's doubled his, uh, his career total already, 2023. So, and we know what he can do on defense. Um yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that guy. I stay high on that guy. Um, I think he's definitely definitely solid um in going places if he continues to do it. Uh what about guys that we um maybe just one or two? I think I only have one, but maybe one or two that we see at double A that um that we haven't been impressed with so far. I'm gonna let you go first on this one because I think I only have one, but we may have the same guy. Has to be Dax, right? Yeah, minus Dax. <laughs> yeah, right. It has to be Dax. Um pedestrian start to to his season he just you know he's been getting hit hard 23 hits and in 19 innings pitched he's also giving up a lot of walks 11 walks in those 19 innings so um not what you want to see uh yeah it's a 179 whip 711 era um yeah not ideal but yeah, he'll he's the type of pitcher who I expect to find it soon and clean it up and, and we'll start seeing the results. He's always been kind of a slow starter, huh? A slow uh yeah slow start to the season type of guy. Yeah, just not stranding runners. I mean, he's only stranded um fifty-three percent of his runners, which is um not a ton. Uh but yeah, it's like you said, um it's another slow start guy. Uh Babbitt is pretty normalized. But yeah, I just, just want to see him strand more runners. If you allow runners, it's okay. Let's try to strand him a little bit better is what you want to see. Maybe some better pitches out of the stretch from Dax. Um, this guy's got the stuff. Um, you know, the command and control is kind of the um the crux for him. It's kind of what you want to see come up um, you know, in in the future here for him, especially as he he dives in fully to the uh to the double A level. But see what happens with this guy. I really don't have any doubt in his stuff. It's just really the command and control consistency that I really look at. And I'm like, that's what he's really got to get to, and what he's really got to improve. Um, to be yeah. all he can be, but still 21. So I think he's going to be yeah, fine. His start, his start tonight just killed his numbers. Um, I mean, they weren't good to start with, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, six walks. Six Oof. walks today. Yeah, the yeah, numbers are going to go way up then. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. That, that's where I had him. I had 11 walks in 19 innings. So it's, it's like over five it's... per nine. So yeah. At this point, yeah, it's, uh, it's not yes. good. I, I, think, I think this is rock bottom. Um, and I yeah, expect him hopefully. to start picking it up. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. 19 innings, 
11 walks and 18 strikeouts with a 303 batting average against. And he's like I said, he's not sure any runners. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, hopefully this, like, like Danny said, hopefully this is rock bottom for this guy. Hopefully this is kind of where he gets to and, um, and figures it out, um, you know, against, against these double a hitters. But like I said, he's still just 21 years old. Um, he's got time definitely on his side. Um, I really don't have doubt that this guy is going to rebound, um, you know, especially in this Marlin system with, with everything they do with pitching. So yeah, uh, it's a, it's, it's a, uh, it's a very, um, very disadvantageous start for this guy, but uh, not something that he's not able to come back from. So I, I think, I think we would just, we would just want to see how he rebounds from this. Right. That's um, sure. that's Dax. I don't know if you had anybody else here. I think that was my main one. Unless you had anybody else. Um, and of course, you know, Banfield, it's not, it's not surprising. So not, I guess a little disappointing, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that 464 OPS will not cut it. Um, yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. It's the main thing he's got to fix that he's never been able to fix. So it's, it's the, the thing to watch. It has been the thing to watch for, uh, Will Banfield and, uh, he hasn't fixed it so far, but, um, like we said, long season. So see what he does going forward. Uh, our last stop, Danny is, um, is triple a Jacksonville. Um, and I'm sure we have the same guys here as well, but we'll go through it. Uh, Jacksonville mm-hmm. is 10 and 10, uh, so far on the season. So they're right at 500. Um, so let's talk about this team, very much older team than I think either one of us expected to start the year. Um, you know, some guys that were there to end last year, including Johnston, who we just mentioned are now back in double a, uh, we, I think both saw, um, Paul McIntosh going up to triple a he's back in double a, um, but in their place, um, are some of these more, um, more replacement level guys, more veteran guys. And then a lot of prospects that the Marlins brought in throughout the off season, such as Amaya, uh, Xavier Edwards, Hinojosa, who was a, um, who was a, an invitee to spring training. Uh, so let's talk about this level. I know we're going to talk about Burdick. Um, you can go first on Peyton Burdick because we're probably going to say the same thing, but go ahead, Peyton Burdick. <laughs> man, you killed a surprise. <laughs> um, Bird is a word, man. Uh, he is, he's looking really good, not just with the power numbers, which have been crazy, uh, four doubles, eight home runs. Um, you know, has that has that ISO three hundred plus points, which is elite. Um, but he is also hitting the ball. Obviously, the BABIP is out of this world at four fifty nine. But I don't care right now. You know, it's it's so great to see three twenty one average. The only problem, of course, are strikeouts, and that that's probably what the Marlins are hoping he can somehow control because right now he's either hitting a home run or he's striking out yeah um, yep, <laughs> and that'll work in triple a not in the majors. It, it's yeah. not going to work it's not going to translate like that to yeah. the majors yeah so yeah that's a 38.4 k percentage and that's just too high so like bring me bring bring that down to 31 32s and i'll and i'll buy but yeah. But but it's still good to see, man. Uh, he's he's putting the ball. I mean, not really putting the ball in play, but when he is, he's getting his hits. He's hitting the ball hard, and he's still running. Uh, he's four stolen bases. He'll give you the defense, um, but he needs to bring those those K's down. Yeah, uh, same exact thoughts on Burdick, man. If this guy's not hitting a home run or hit, collecting an extra base hit, he's gonna strike out. 
Um, so that's what he really needs to to come by. Um, if this is the player he's going to be, and there's always going to be strikeouts to this guy's game. I, I stick to that. Um, he's a very physical player, very physical hitter. You don't want to take that away from him. Um, you don't want to make him a timid player or anything like that. You want to see him be physical, but man, um, you want to see him just come by just a bit more contact. Even if you could bring it down to like a, like a 30 or 28 or 27, it would be like, okay, well that's, that's doable. But man, 38 at, at triple a, what's that going to translate to in the majors, especially at Lone Depot park, man. Um, you got to think about that when it comes to, um, just saying, okay, let's pull a plug on on Jesus or uh, buy out Avi or whatever they're they're thinking about doing uh, because Burdick's the answer. Well, is Burdick the answer right now? I, I would say he has still a little bit more to show uh, because of that K rate. So, but yeah, man, when this guy hits the ball, it, it goes a very, very long way. Um, you know, he's amongst the league leaders in home runs with eight. Um, you know, it's, it's just crazy numbers across the board. But then if you dig into his deeper numbers, you see kind of why. Marlins are kind of being a little timid here. And I, I don't blame them, honestly, just because there's a lot of, there could be a lot of variance between AAA and the majors with this player. So yeah. uh, that's Burdick. He's been great though. Um, how about CJ Hinojosa? Let's talk about this guy. Uh, 15 of 16 games on base, 343 batting average, 987 OPS. Guy just, just came along as a, as an invitee to spring training on a minor league deal. Um, took his cuts in camp. Um Played multiple positions in camp, uh, showed shortstop, third base. Um, and, man, now he's back in, in AAA doing much of the same and just continues to hit, man. I mean, this guy is is solid. Um, it's kind of not a guy that I expected to really pop. And he stuck around after his um, after his invite to, to camp ended. And, man, he's shown very, very good so far. And a guy that the Marlins could call on at any time as a 28-year-old going on 29 a guy that the Marlins could call in at any time if they need some depth, but this guy's been super, super good, man. Um, I really like the look of him. Um, yeah, I like the swag as well with the long hair. So uh, I've, I've liked what I've seen out of this player. Um, just kind of that unheralded, unheralded kind of story, unheralded kind of guy that just maybe reinvigorates his career here with the Marlins. Um, it's been around for a long time since 2013. Um, Ten years later, here he is getting it done for for Miami. So uh, you like to see that? Yeah, and. Um, as I've mentioned before, he didn't just come out of nowhere and started hitting. Like, definitely, he has never hit like this. But he, this isn't a guy who's like, you know, a, you know, bad hitter, bad hitter, bad hitter. And this year, he's just doing something for a month. Like, again, he's going to come a little bit down to earth, of course. But, again, same thing with the box score. You just go in, and he's always doing something. You know, he's hitting the ball hard. Um, and, and, and frequently, and um, I mean, that's a 148 WRC plus. That's, that's really good. Um, uh, ISO at 292, OPS, a thousand, you know, a thousand two. Um, not walking as much, but not striking out either. So, yeah, getting on base, playing up the middle, mostly uh, second base. And you can also play shortstop. So I'd be cool if they give him a chance. I mean, he's showing everything that needs to be uh, showed. So, yeah, uh, I think it would be cool. Yeah, no, I've, I've really liked the look of him as well. Um, the other guys, I'll mention them very briefly that I had is is Hoeing, who we saw pitch tonight. Um, he was fantastic in AAA. Um, I think we should see him get another start with the Marlins. Um, just increased velo. He's shown a really good improved downward action on his sinker. Um, 
just kind of a, of a redeveloped kind of reformatted pitcher, I would say from last year to this year for hoeing, which is encouraging. Like I know he wasn't that great tonight against a very, very strong Braves lineup um, with what the Marlins have going on with their rotation. I would be, I would be of the opinion that he should get at least one more shot with, with Miami. I don't know if you have anything brief on, on hoeing. I like it. You know, I, I was really impressed by, by the stuff. Um, he looked more confident out there. It's the it's the Braves, one of the best teams in baseball. So, um, I think they wouldn't dare to DFA him. Yeah. Uh, after this, as they did earlier in the season. Yeah. They somebody would absolutely snatch him up. Oh, absolutely. So, sure. yeah. So, um, I think he's he's staying for now. I um, mean, he maybe he's optioned, but he'll be back soon. Again, it's it's injuries. He's he's right now. Again, as you obviously saw, it's next man up, and then hopefully it's Monteverde after him. But hopefully, yeah, he's he. I liked, you know, I liked what I saw. Um, I want to see him against a you know, not so good uh, team, not so good lineup. Yeah, see how he does. Maybe yeah. grab some confidence. But but no, yeah, it's, it's great to see. Great to see depth coming through, right? Braxton yeah. came in and, and he did so well. He's been doing so well. Yeah. Um, and so he was a number six. Hoeing is apparently a number seven. And even though he didn't have the best of showing with the, against the Braves, um, stuff is there. And apparently the control too. So yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah, it's been been a fun story to watch since camp uh, with him. The last guy I'll mention here before we get to the last thing to go into is, and we can be brief again on this, is Xavier Edwards. Yeah. Um, this guy's been everything that Marlins thought they were getting when they got him. Um, switch hitter starting to show he can do it in center field, which they started putting him at this year. Um, contact oriented hitter who just doesn't strike out. Um, 8.1% K rate, which is next to nothing, with a 12.9% walk rate. That's before, I think that was before today's game. Um, blazing speed. Like I said, exactly what the Marlins wanted. They're getting it. So um, this is a guy that that is is super, super toolsy. Uh, won't hit for a lot of power, but we'll put the ball in play and get on base and make it work from there with the speed that he has. So, man, um, I've really liked what I've seen from him. It's also shown that already, like immediately shown that he can kind of pretty much man down center field without too much of a terrible issue. I haven't seen anything too egregious from him in center field, and he's brand new to the spot. So I don't know if you have anything brief on Xavier, but this guy's been been super good. Yes. Um, as you said, exactly what the Marlins wanted to see. That's up. 435 OBP and he's doing something that does not happen much at the pro level, much less the higher levels, which is more, um, more, more of higher walk percentage than a K percentage. And right now his BB, he's a BB to to K walk to K ratio is second um, at, at a a triple A international league, only a Toronto prospect with 27 years old, four years older than him has a better one. So um, that's, that's, that's great to see. That is so good to see. He'll provide versatility um, on the field and he won't ever give you home runs. Like he was not going to be a home run hitter, a super extra base hitter, but he will get on base and he's showing it. So looking to be a pretty solid trade actually i didn't love it at first um Chargois and edwards for uh yeah. suarez and uh from the dsl and uh 
um really good pitcher forgot his name um yeah forgot his name brandon white oh um no it's um geez he was only here for a little while um yeah. man who uh geez oh my god i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to research that because I, I, I forgot because i saw him i saw him put out an instagram post like the other day and i'm like oh yeah that guy he's on the raise now and now i forget his name but yeah it was two it was two pitchers um santiago suarez and this other guy whose name is apparently escaping us right now um but yeah marcus johnson marcus, marcus johnson that's it yes yeah, yeah, marcus we johnson. got him there you go that's him uh <laughs> he's gonna yeah. be really good but he, yeah it was a solid trade for a team that wanted to 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 win right now yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's a, it's a competitive trade to, for the marlins to make i mean I, I hate trading with the rays i think we all do but um i think that one was um was okay um it's, it's worked out so far for for the marlins um they got they got back what used to be a top 15 top 10 prospect i think he's he's still probably top 15 maybe top 20 in the marlins system right now i'll uh, we'll have to see when we come up with our next rankings how me and daniel agree on that but yeah this guy's been been really good so far uh, we'll briefly get to the guys that we think could be doing better before we close it out for tonight. The real only ones I have, Danny, are Amaya, um, but that's only because he's hitting Babbitt straight to hell with a 269 Babbitt. Um, I think he's hitting the ball pretty hard, though. So I'm actually kind of he's encouraged. He's doing by much what. better, too. Yeah, I'm actually pretty encouraged by this guy. The overall numbers you would look at and say this is the guy we should kind of be low on um, in terms of where he was at last year. But man, no. Um, yeah, he's starting to uh, to hit the ball a bit harder. It's not a guy that was always known for power. Already has uh, what two homers, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, think this guy is he a, had a right, like a bad, really bad, extremely bad first two weeks. Yeah, but he he has he has been uh, picking it. Yeah, if you could bring yeah, like I said, just a bit, a little bit of better luck. Um, you know, a little bit more contact, but he's starting to make this solid contact, and that's encouraging to me. So um, yeah, that's sixty three wrc plus is not a good start, but um starting to bring it up yeah which is which is last seven days last seven days 353 average 400 obp 471 slugging which is great to see because this is another guy who um is really good at shortstop so if he can provide some sort of average offense boom that's immediate you know we have we do have a hole at shortstop in the major league so that would be great what about um? What about Groshans? What do you think about him? Um, this guy so far, six hundred one OPS with a two eighteen BA. Man, saw some time in the majors last year, and now he's back here with the Marlins in um, in Triple A, and um, not performing too terribly well. Um, you know, so I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on him, but um, geez, it's been a uh, it's been pretty bad so far. 17, 17 strikeouts. And 12 walks. So the swing and miss is, is not too terribly bad. So it shows that, you know, it's not really striking out at an advanced rate. He's usually had this pretty good patience. That's been one of his best tools so far through his minor league career. Um, but man, just, just the consistency of contact and the rate is which he's making this plus contact. It's just not good for this guy. I've never been a, being a, a big groceries guy. Um, I've always had kind of a hope, but out of, out of, uh, there were, there were three guys that, you know, everybody had kind of on the, in the same, you know, um, in the same view at AAA hitters for the Marlins that were Groshans, uh, Shaver Edwards, and Amaya, like kind of the same age, guys who, you know, come with question marks, but if they do things right, may contribute a lot at the yeah. big league level. And Groshans was definitely the one I was, I was lowest on 
of the yeah. three. Um, and unfortunately, this first month, he just hasn't shown much. Um, main thing for me was was the the impact, the power. Like I, I don't see enough defensively or 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 on the bases, you know, to to you know to to for it to be all right that he doesn't hit the ball hard. Like yeah. you can't say that for Amaya and for Xavier Edwards. Like they have right. other tools that are really sure. really good. Yeah. Um, with Groshans, uh, he does have a solid hit tool, but he's not showing it right now. Right. Um, let, let's see. You know, let's, let's let's allow him to pick it up. But 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 yeah, yeah, it's been a disappointment to start yeah. the season. Yeah. See if he can pick it up, like you said. Um, like you said, I, like the hit tool is the main thing for him, and it's just not been there. So um, what is it? A fifty-four WRC plus, which is pretty rough. Uh, we'll see not what he does. Great, Bob. Yeah, see what he does. Um, twenty three, still, still time. Uh, not giving up yet, but uh, of course, see what happens with him. Um, but yeah, the fact that he's already gotten time in the majors and now he's struggling again in AAA, it's like, uh, what happened? So yeah, um, those are my main two. My only other one, Danny, honestly, was Will Stewart. Um, I honestly, I don't know if we can call it a surprise. I just don't think this guy has anything left. Honestly, um, it's a ground ball guy that's not inducing ground balls. As simple as that. So that's my only other guy um, at AAA that I had. Um, I think this is going to be a guy that's, um, that's, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, the guy that probably gets stuck at the AAA level, but yeah, um, they're just kind of clinging on to the six though trade still, man, I guess. Um, <laughs> so that's what I would say, but, um, but yeah, super nice guy. Just, just doesn't, doesn't really have what you need. I don't think to succeed at the major league level is what I would say for Stewart, unfortunately, in my opinion. Right. No, I, I, uh, I agree with you 100%. All right. I don't know if you have anybody else to call out, but that's all I had at AAA unless you got anybody else. I don't have anybody at AAA, but I'm not allowing a swimming upstream episode and <laughs> without mentioning the name Eudy Pettis. There so, you go. Um, Eudy has been doing well. Uh, nothing crazy with K's, but solid. Start our guy. Our guy is solid. You can see it. Uh, I had a, a tweet asking for more innings, and I'm on the fence there. You know, I, I'd love to see him. I want to see how he does. You know, third time oh. around for the batting order. I want to see him get to the sixth inning, seventh inning. But, yes, on the other hand, I would prefer if he didn't get injured. And, um, I, I, it's yeah, I, I, I understand. Um, but I don't, what I don't want is for him to come up and, you know, give it all um, without, without ever going past the sixth inning and then have an issue come up. I want to see what happens here, you know, in the yeah. minors first. But yeah. – yeah, our, our boy, our boy is, is doing great. Um, and, and I expect to see him at AAA soon. Yeah, it's going to come to a point where they got to let this guy go past the past the fifth inning or, or sixth inning, I think. It's like I the deepest that he's ever gone. Six so. innings twice. Yeah, yeah twice in his never career. get into the seventh Full inning. Despite his pitch never, probably yeah. being like 70. <laughs> so Right, yeah. right. He's never touched that seventh inning ever. Yeah. And so I want to see what happens, you know, what happens when yeah. when you, you're you facing that third, third, fourth place hitter on the other team for a third time, right? Yeah. yeah his last start, five innings, two hits, um, five strikeouts, one walk, but only went the five innings. So, um, 70 pitches. Yeah. Yeah. 70 pitches. So, yeah. I mean, this, this guy, there needs to come a point where the Marlins take that innings cap off. And yeah, I know you want to be careful. It's still such a young kid, but he's at double A. Like the, the major league future is not too far in the future, I wouldn't think, mm-hmm. for this 20 year old guy. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, the only thing I would point to and say maybe it's why they're being so careful is his late, late uh, season injury last year, which was a very minor injury. 
Um, but maybe they're just trying to build them fully back from that would be my guess. But, but yeah, right. Um, they got to push him a little harder at some point. <laughs> uh, one last thing. Uh, I was in Miami and I being in Miami last week or two weeks ago. Yep. I of course was going to go up to Jupiter and go watch the kids, the baby. DSL yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a six to pitch an inning. Um, and he looked great. I asked around 97 miles per hour. There you go. Um, that's confirmed, man. I'm, I've, I've asked a lot of people, and and that's what he's throwing. So, um, believe me or not, that's what he was throwing that day. So I saw him, and I saw all the all the the baby the baby DSL Marlins was the main reason why why I went. Yeah. Um, and guys, Marco Vargas. Oh, is, so good. Seems to be the real deal. So good. I'm really excited about that kid. Um, like you could, he's so comfortable. Um, it doesn't matter who was pitching. He was taking his balls, hitting the balls on the strike zone. Um, him and Peguero, were there. I, I liked, I liked them both. Gerardo, obviously, he's going to be, um, he's going to hit that ball hard. Uh, Jose Gerardo. But uh, that was fun. That was fun to watch. Meyer was there. Great kid. He like, happy to take a picture with my son. Um, yeah. Uh, so so yeah, it's a it was a good experience. But remember, remember Marco Vargas. That's yeah, all through camp, like Marco Vargas was was so good playing against much much older guys. What is he, seventeen or eighteen, whatever he is? He's out mm-hmm. there against he's out there against these these even single A advanced guys are like four years older than him. But he's playing against double A, triple A, even some some pro some pro arms got in against him as well. Um, and just not intimidated, right? Um, like like Danny said, just just so comfortable at the plate. Man, second base, I think, really, really well. This guy's going to be really good and really fun to watch when he comes stateside. Presumably this year, they have him still in extended yeah. so he's stateside for a reason. So probably going to be in the FCL. So there's going to be some fun stuff to watch in the FCL with Gerardo and Figuero and Vargas and probably Toby Simmons returning and so many of these other guys mm-hmm. that that we we like to to talk about as these longer longer projection guys that are are very very fun. I thought I I thought we were going to see some of them at Jupiter, like I said before, but. We don't, but that's okay to take your time with these kids that are just coming stateside. So it's going to be a fun time when, uh, what is it, June, right, for FCL comes around to watch uh, to watch these guys play. Yes. So, yeah, um, that's what we'll leave it for tonight. But lots of fun stuff coming up, lots of fun stuff to follow as we talked about in the minors, both the good and the guys that we want to see do better. Uh, that's what we've seen so far. Uh, encourage you guys to send in your questions for these shows. Me and Danny always put it out on Twitter. We're trying to do these biweekly. Danny's going on vacation, I think, tomorrow, but he'll be back. And then we'll be back with you guys probably in two weeks' time from tonight to discuss uh, what we're seeing again. So we encourage you guys to send in some questions. We'll put it out on Twitter. If any of you guys want to send in some questions for us to answer, we'd be happy to answer questions about whatever prospect you're excited about, whichever prospect you're not. Uh, what what are we seeing from certain guys? We'll be happy to answer any questions you guys may have. So let us know. But that's going to do it for now on Swimming Upstream. And we'll see you guys next time on the show. Danny, have a great time on vacation, man. Mm-hmm.